In this episode, I talk with Mayor the Wolf, who's managing 20 million a year in ad spend for 2020. And he goes deep about 30, 40 minutes into the episode on his points strategy. He's one of the few uh, media buyers in Israel that's on the Amex black card. And this guy squeezes out every point uh, you can. So if you're spending a ton on ads and, and, and all about the point game, listen to that segment. I also think when we dive into the poor ad segment, Mayor is very gracious to open up some of his own failures in the last year and his own effort to rock his own brand. And it's amazing to see a guy jump from the affiliate world to the brand world and some of the lessons that he uh, had to learn the hard way, um, even though his team was stacked with A players across the board from media buyers to you know, funnel creators to copywriters um, and, uh, and, and alike. So enjoy this episode. Uh, let us know uh, what you think and uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll see you in there. And the fact is that if you have something that works in this industry, people are going to know about it. So the choice isn't really how much time you can save it for yourself. The choice is, do you want that person to remember you as the guy who was lying to him? Listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. All right, welcome to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. This is your host, Zach Johnson, with Mr. Dylan Carpenter. How you doing, Dylan? Doing pretty good, man. Pumped to get this one rolling. <laughs> yes, yes. Today, we have a dynamic uh, entrepreneur who is really an affiliate, an agency owner, a brand owner, and a multifaceted entrepreneur. I mean, he's seen... Uh, it from retail on on physical uh, stores. He's got a ton of experience in e-com and spends a boatload of money on ads. Uh, I think this year he'll probably have an impact on over 20 million in ad spend. Uh, so I'm pretty excited to have him on and he's got quite the, uh, quite the case studies to share today. Are you, are you pretty <laughs> pumped, Dylan? Yeah, man. I mean, these are real life kind of case studies here. So I mean, it's another concept, but it's going to be super juicy. So y'all buckle up. Buckle up because uh, Mayor the Wolf, uh, who was also a speaker at Affiliate World and also a, uh, a coach and a consultant and a mentor, I would say, to many of today's uh, top media buyers. I'm pretty excited to have on the show. So Mayor, welcome. Thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited and really like I'm loving this opportunity to speak with you guys and share a lot of my experience and basically case studies and stuff. <laughs> well, you got a ton of it, man. We're so excited. It's really cool to see, you know, your your journey of of kind of exposing uh, I think a little bit of the underbelly of the affiliate world and um, you know, you've done a ton of online education and, and speaking around uh, just the 
killer stuff that you're doing on Google uh, specifically. But today, you know, I really want to dive into what you're up to on the brand side. You know, you're uh, really more focused, you know, on your your e-com businesses over the last year. And I really want to dive into this. So maybe give everybody a little overview of your background and uh, what you're up to these days. Um, so first of all, I want to start by saying that I think it's mainly just like when you did that overview, I got, <laughs> I got a small look um, from me as a brand and me as like, you know, just the scope of my career like, along, along the time. Um, and I just, I was thinking that it's more about the challenge for me in terms of like, I was afraid going on stages and then I went and did Affiliate World a couple of times and the Geek Out Tour and a bunch of other stuff. And I was even afraid afraid of actually, you know, appearing um, on YouTube and, and filming myself and stuff like that. So I didn't really share knowledge. And I think that my main focus nowadays would, I would say it's just, sharing authentic knowledge you know i was speaking to a potential client or even a partner that i might just partner up with and the other day like i think two days ago and he finished the conversation i think he was just recommended uh, like some friend or like a really far friend hooked us up um and uh, he told me after the conversation dude you know how to sell yourself like you're amazing and i told him listen it's not that I know how to sell myself. It's just that this industry doesn't matter if you're a brand owner, if you're doing retail, if you never touched digital marketing. The the entrepreneur like spirit type of like persona, generic persona, uh, is generally a smart human being. You know, even when I look at the 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 guys that I would consider the most stupid at the conferences that we go to those guys are pretty smart. So I think mm-hmm. that a lot of the industry or people in the industry are making mistakes by trying to wear a mask. And that's something that people really, you know, you can hold the mask for maybe a meeting, maybe a week, maybe even a month. But once you start really talking about specific stuff, then people see that you're wearing a mask and then you end up losing a lot more than just saying, dude, I can't run campaigns right now. Stuff isn't working for me. I need help. And I think that's what the industry is really um, missing right now, you know, the, the authenticity, mm. you know. And, and, and I noticed that when I was going around just like the venue and I was asking people, hey, dude, how, how's it going? How are you doing right now in terms of like numbers, ROI, campaigns, stuff like that? Everyone, everyone, like 100% of people were saying, we're crushing it, we're doing amazing, you know, that's, by, by the way, my James Van Elswick's uh, imitation is like, dude, we're doing amazing. No, I'm joking. But um, <laughs> <laughs> do you guys know him? <laughs> no, that guy. sounds hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So he, he's like uh, the owner of Purple Leads and he's the guy, he, like my big brother, so I love him, so. Uh, he oh, you're talking mind. about James. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. James I think we're gonna, I, yeah. yeah, okay. I thought you were talking about somebody else. He's the guy who actually pushed me and vouched for me for Affiliate World uh, to begin with. So I always have like this. He has like a, a personal assistant called Jennifer. So I have an invitation. He's like, 
Jennifer Lewis and the Geek Out tour is going <laughs> to yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. He's totally the hype guy for the affiliate world. I think we're having him on the show in a couple of weeks. So that'll be oh, amazing. Fun. Amazing. He's a brilliant guy, knows so much stuff, and he's also genuine as hell. Um, so what I, what I was trying to say is that I think that's what the industry is really, um, people are really desperate for, for a genuine advice for someone who, tell, who would tell them, listen, you're not on the right path. The fact that you're trying to rip and run whatever, a, a, a thousand more people from Israel, from China, from India, or getting inside this industry each day isn't going to work. You need to work on something bigger. You need to have a bigger USP. Uh, you need to get your uh, unfair advantage in order uh, if you want to get st- stuff done. And there are some really smart people who came, even came from the same background, uh, like a poker type of background that I came through. Um, and 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 they're still trying to to run this type of like let's say a, a mouse course you know a mice mm-hmm. type of like maze yeah. uh, that everyone's trying to run inside this industry and getting like at, at least twice or three times a day people who are just telling me dude how do I start learning inside this industry and my main answer to them is like wow if I had to start right now i don't know where i would start with first of all all of the garbage that's out there uh, in terms of like content and second of all you, you have to approach everything with such a high level of skepticism like is this person actually doing what he's doing or he's just trying to sell me something on the back end which is 90 percent of the cases unfortunately um <laughs> Well, I mean, what are you up to these days? Like, I, I feel like you, you kind of came from this, this, this affiliate world, but you, you're, you're, doing, you're doing some pretty interesting things like on, on the brand side. And so are you helping, like a lot of these people reach out, are you helping them out with- Yeah, so first of all- Running I, I on the found, affiliate side or on the brand yeah, side? So I'm doing like, a bunch of stuff and I really divide every single day into those types of like uh, sections of my life. So first of all, the, there is the, the agency. And I'm, I don't really recruit clients these days, to be honest. If someone approaches me and I really find their business interesting, I either buy into the business or just offer to sort of like open up a white li- white label type of like uh, thing. So that's what I do in terms of like uh, the agency stuff. So I run some campaigns to, to some e-com and lead gen clients, uh, only re- really like high budget, types of campaigns. Uh, the other stuff that I'm doing would be teaching and consulting and just doing those videos for free. I have a YouTube channel that I work on really hard. Uh, it's just one of those stuff like, you know, initially, and I'm going to tell my background story, but initially, like <laughs> when I was like 21 or 20 years old, I, I told myself that I'm going to be a millionaire by the time that I get to 30, but it only took me something like 10 months to, to, to be, to get there. (laughs) So it's like, what do you do when you basically cross off bucket list items more than you can even think of? (laughs) It's quite Mm -hmm. depressing. I know it sounds like a rich man's problem, but um, one of the stuff that I found that that's quite fulfilling in, in terms of like just giving back, you know, it's like, I found out that I'm not really looking for other people's money. I'm looking for the admiration. I'm looking for uh, just like helping people. And I really enjoy the fact that 
a year after I teach someone, he just sees me somewhere on a conference on like, I've had people just like shake my hand in like when, when shaking hands was still legit <laughs> uh, at school parties and stuff. And he would just like people approach me and say that they didn't knew what the URL for the Facebook ads manager was. And now they are crushing it and doing really nice numbers either by opening an agency or just opening their own brands and stuff and people who are shifting. So that would be my second uh, main like point of focus. My third point uh, would be just some projects that we're starting to build right now and some stuff that we're launching, like the arbitrage uh, thing that we're opening up, something that I uh, was dealing with for the, the, the last couple of years, but, um, but I didn't really expand that to a point where I actually own the business. Uh, I actually have a secret project that I can't really talk about, but it's it, it, you would say that it, it it's a it's a really big company actually that has um, a lot of branches currently in the states um, that we're launching really soon. Uh, and my main point of focus would be in the last uh, something like 10, 11 months is. Uh, Nunc, which is my vitamins and supplements brand. It's the first time that I really took on the challenge of hard, hard, hard called e-com, not white labeling some skin brand or just mm-hmm. like really finding a legitimate partner that has a big unfair advantage. Uh, and that unfair advantage is the fact that, first of all, my partner has like 20, 20 years of experience in the vitamins and supplements so he knows how to read the industry uh, perfectly and also he owns the factory that actually produces so i actually got to to make the formulas for multiple type of like protein bars and and supplements and really create the products that i wanted and also handle with a lot of stuff that you don't really handle by you know you kind of handle it when you run big brands as a media buyer but you don't really make those really big decisions in terms of like how to build the customer mm-hmm. service, how to really save up money with fulfillment and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's I love it, dude. I, I think you're doing a great yeah. job on your, your YouTube channel. Just to like circle back to that. I checked the, the, those out like after we, we connected, you know, this, this last week and dude, the, the, like the level of specificity in what you're talking about on your YouTube channel is like it's so unique and like a lot of that stuff has been tucked away in you know masterminds like in-person masterminds like um or you know some courses if you're if you're really lucky but like just your whole video on your multi-account strategy uh that you posted like last week uh i think that's awesome like i i mean the um like there's not enough people like going into that level of detail uh oh first first of all thank you so much and and second you know it's just like you remember we're we're all i think uh 30 plus year old guys um i i don't know how it was back in the states but i remember in israel when i was in high school it was like there was this one to maybe three guys inside each school that had access to all of the like newest xbox or playstation or like 
movies and games and 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 like music and stuff like that and they would would just like really be super like they they wouldn't really share and they would keep it to themselves and that was like the the way that people just acted back then and i i just think that i mean masterminds and like those really private small type uh, conferences are going to stick but i think that people are really trying to 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 keep it to themselves way too much and the fact is that if you have something that works in this industry people are going to know about it so the choice isn't really how much time you can save it to yourself the choice is do you want that person to remember you as the guy who was lying to him and sending him in a different direction and making him lose some money or just sharing that uh, information uh, in a way that he could adopt it and just look at you uh, in a different way so that's the yeah. first thing about my youtube channel and the second thing is that i'm getting a lot of feedbacks which is kind of funny people don't really get the the purpose of that youtube channel the purpose of this youtube channel isn't to grow to like a multi billion type of like subscribers gary v uh, type of like channel it's just to inspire people but people tell me dude you're talking about really sophisticated advanced like high 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 level stuff and yeah. and they're like i'm like guy dude what what do you want me to just like open up a video how to make 500 a day like, just mm-hmm. like you know I, i'm not like that type of person who would just like promise people stuff that's not going to happen or mm-hmm. use like really shady stuff to to push it so I I well, I'm you know, and and it's I'm also like really, really practical by the way. What? It's also really practical, right? So like I your your whole video on like your multi-account strategy, I've already sent to like a couple of people, right? Like like um oh, thank you. When we when we uh so like with ad card, right? Like just self blatant self, you know, promotion for a second if we talk about ourselves. We get a ton of people affiliates that are like, you know, they need to spin up virtual cards for every single ad account and they're really the conversation just starts of like, I don't want to get my accounts banned. Right. And like, <laughs> I, and I, you know, I need a virtual card system where I can use, you know, any name or any address to that and you know, set those budgets. But like the level of detail where it's like, Hey, here's m- maybe like, think about like a multi-account strategy beyond that. Right. Where you're just de-risking or maybe just an account for um, each offer. Uh, and, and you're, Like you literally go like thirty minutes into not only just like, hey, you should like ninety nine percent of the content out there would be like you should use multiple accounts, right? and And then it would be like a one minute tip. But like the level of detail you go into that thirty minute video of like, here's the entire account, you know strategy and why you want to you know use multiple accounts like is takes it to the next level. And so anytime we get an affiliate now, Um, I, I bookmarked your your link and I'm like, okay, well, if you're running multiple accounts, <laughs> so obviously, obviously they need a ton of virtual cards with that card. I'm like, all right. And then you should also go check out, like, <laughs> check yeah. out this video so you can kind of really learn how to leverage it. <laughs> so first of it, all, right? thank so, you for sharing that. That's like amazing to me. And there's no better compliment in terms of like people who just like share my stuff. I have a couple of stuff to say regarding that. First of all, yes, it's, it's, for me, it's about getting into as much detail as possible. I don't really like case studies where I show, yeah, that's where, what I did with my brand. You know, it's like, I see, I see those case studies, uh, type of like talks as 
basically useless because most of the stuff really relates to that specific brand and that specific journey. And I think that each and every brand and each and every platform and, and, and time has a different type of journey. So you just want to adopt into maybe just like do, do your own thing. So I, I just like to get into like the deep advanced stuff. And also, you know, when I was just starting my talks and teaching and stuff, people told me, oh, you have 30 minutes, just talk about yourself for like 10 minutes, talk about stuff that people already know for 10 minutes, and then just give a couple of tips at the end. And that's it. And I was like, that sounds pretty lame. And people aren't stupid. They're not going to going to stay, you know, they're maybe going to stay for like 10, 15 minutes. But uh, I figured that just like in life, you attract the people who are like you and people like people that are like them. And I figured that even uh, if the room, like 20%, 30%, even like 50% of the room wouldn't understand that level of advancedness and, and deepness of like stuff of, of like media buying and st stuff that I'm talking about, then I would at least, you know, um, get more sophisticated type of like different audience. So mm -hmm. people who actually want to make a change in their campaign. Well, let's get into it, man. I feel like there's a there's a ton of people here that are like just itching to, to get some level of insight into what's working for you right now and, and, and give them something tactical here. So without further ado, Mayor, like what is your rich ad campaign right now? What's yeah. working? Break it down for us. Let's go. All right. So my rich ad campaign that I'm going to share with you guys would be my own personal uh, boost online, which is my fitness center right now. Um, and I'm going to talk about that specific one, but I also, when you listen to this podcast, I want you to really think about how you can do the same stuff and how you can adapt the same mindset into your own brand and campaigns. So boost online is basically just like, I wouldn't say a pivot, but maybe even like, a new business that we opened up just because of the coronavirus. We were the first ones in Israel who adopted into that situation and recognized that we need to open up an online type of like fitness thing. Um, that was actually a really smart campaign in terms of like how it used the fact that first of all, I have a celebrity partner with me, a local celebrity in Israel. So we used a bunch of uh, PR stuff that people just wanted to host uh, on multiple shows. So there was a lot of PR, but we also took advantage of like remarketing uh, and retargeting to those people and just like strategizing in a way where we built funnels and different funnels for each type of like, um, of like audience. So a couple of quick tips that I actually used in that campaign. The first big tip that I could give anyone who's doing that would be just use a tracker and make sure that whatever audience targeting or platform that you're doing, you need to open up a different campaign for them and just make sure that they go into a different flow. So that would be a different A-B testing, a different type of like, um, just like a different type of maybe price point design and copy that, that they see. So just for example, someone saw with my campaign a specific um, ad on Instagram and knowingly that 
that Instagram is a discovery platform. He clicked and then he got into an advertorial that talked about certain benefits and stuff like that. And then he got like 14 days registration for free. But if someone got through um, my search term, like my brand search term, uh, then I sent him into just the payment uh, page um, directly without even the 14 days trial and stuff like that. So mm. um, it's it's just about creating those flows. And that that was a good campaign where we just decided to implement that really flows kind of like method because most campaigns, I would say even 95 campaigns of people that I consult or agencies that run, that run campaigns for their uh, clients, they just have one landing page. Maybe they would do like a generic A-B test, but they, what they don't understand is that people who are coming from YouTube aren't the same people who are coming from their lookalike audience inside Facebook, aren't the same people who are coming from search uh, traffic. And each and every like different type of like platform and audience and targeting and creative right. sometimes needs to see a different flow and so that's how, how how would yeah. you break out like so you talked about like instagram versus your google but like what type of funnels would you look at in terms of let's say maybe youtube or facebook or the booler outbrain like on those mm. other channels uh, so think? what we did was just like um recruit um two designers and two copywriters and what they did full time was just write and write and write. And that's what we did uh, with the first two months. Um, it took us something like two months to grow to 20,000 unique users, uh, which was by far the biggest online uh, subscription operation in Israel. Um, and then we decided to implement that, that uh, flows strategy where a lot of people were just like, uh, seeing different funnels, seeing different advertorials, seeing different uh, stuff. So, for example, if you went from Tabula um, and you came from desktop, then we would start ABCD testing some advertorials. And after like a week where we got uh, at least, let's say, three to $7,000 uh, worth of traffic, we would decide which type of advertorial really converts and really relates to those people. And we checked a much higher uh, or larger attribution window than most people. Most affiliates or brand owners would just check the first day. But what I recognized from the first month when we had the, that free television PR stuff, I just recognized that people sign up, like the, the sale window, the, the attribution window should be something like at least 48, if not 72 hours. So that was the window that we opened up to really look and measure every type of channel, um, advertorial and platform. That's what we did in terms of uh, that campaign. And in general, um, when we're talking about good campaigns or just rich, rich, rich ads, basically, I think that a good campaign would be the perfect connection of just your knowledge expert, expertise and the momentum. So it's just like a wave that you catch and you need to ride. Once you catch that good wave, you need to ride it to shore. And I don't think there is a better example uh, to it than coronavirus. You know, most people that are out there and writing stuff would say, yeah, COVID-19 ruined, ruined my business. People are bankrupt. People are <laughs> taking uh, tons of loans. But to be honest, from talking 
with my clients and one-on-ones, most businesses that I know who've made the, the pivots and adoptions that they needed to make are much richer and they have a better mm-hmm. business than pre, like they have a better business post-COVID than they had pre-COVID. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So sometimes we, are, we, we, we learn more from our losers than we do from our winners. Uh, so <laughs> while I love your, while I love your strategy of having a dedicated, you know, funnel and a flow by channel, right? Cause like what most people do is maybe, you know, they're going to do a dedicated funnel just for mobile, just for desktop and like call it good. Right. Um, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend in partnership with MasterCard. And if you are an aggressive affiliate dealing with dozens of ad accounts, or you are in gray hat or black hat verticals, such as drop shipping, CBD, or other verticals where you're dealing with ad accounts getting shut down, business managers getting shut down, or even de-platform from platforms like Facebook and Google, then you absolutely need to check out Funnel Dash's ad card. We give you unlimited free virtual debit and credit cards. So you can have a dedicated card for every single ad account campaign. And you can attach any name and address in the US so you have complete anonymity on the card and at the card level. Plus, one of my favorite features is that you don't have to pre-fund or even top off like most typical virtual card solutions today. So if this is you and you're operating these verticals, whether you're an agency or an advertiser, then check out AdCard at FunnelDash.com. But uh, walk us through your, your poor ad, right? I think you had, I, I don't know if you talked about this much over the last year, but like I think that what you've learned here, uh, what we're going to talk about here in your, your poor ad segment is like tons of value. <laughs> uh, so like break it down, man. Like what hasn't worked for you? Because uh, I think everywhere online, all, yeah. every, everywhere online, like everybody's talking about your winnings, but like, I want to, I want to <laughs> know that you're not perfect. <laughs> yeah. like it's like those poker players or you always see how they win and no no one actually tells you how much they lost and stuff people just yeah, exactly. try, try and talk about how much they won uh yeah. so definitely yeah i think first of all that most of my campaigns weren't successful obviously like uh, and and if someone tells you that most of his campaigns were successful he's obviously lying um, my poor ad story would be Glow, my vitamins and supplements brand. Um, so I approached it and I was like, okay, I'm the wolf. I have this amazing team. I know how to run e-commerce. I ran e-commerce for like major brands and I had huge success. For like years. You know everything. You know everything. Yeah, yeah, you, were, you, you made know? a million I'm in like, 10 months. You're, yeah, you're, I'm like, you're bulletproof. You know, I don't even have to publish the campaign. The system is so scared from the wolf that it's going to publish <laughs> itself, right? Um, but yeah, so I approached it and we opened up. We didn't even knew what the numbers that we need to do were. So we didn't knew the lifetime value. Um, we didn't knew any, anything. So the, the, the problem was mainly just always just like, the, the the question was, do I wait and see if the L, LTV and AOVs and everything really are averaging out to what I need? 
because the the business model there wasn't like being profitable on the front end. It was like losing on the first sale and then getting those recurring um, type mm. of like subscriptions and returning it's, customers so you, and stuff. Let, let me let me let me understand this. You were you weren't profitable until that rebuild hit thirty days later. Correct. It wasn't even a thirty days. So sometimes sixty days. Like, um, I, to be honest, I don't really know because we had to kill that operation and we had to rebrand. So that was the decision that I made. So yeah, we. But nonetheless, really... nonetheless, though, that's difficult, right? That's a difficult and and, and you know, it's such a, a difficult lot of folks, situation like, because I had to yeah. deal with so much stuff. You know, I had to make first of all, even before ecom, I had to make the transition between being an affiliate to actually being a brand owner. So actually, mm-hmm. just like. Dealing with customer service, dealing with uh, six employees, which is something that I tried to avoid almost all of my life. So <laughs> Basically, dealing with people is what I'm hearing so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I was like, okay, we have this situation where, you know, you keep coming back each night, and some some nights you you truly believe that your math is right, and sometimes. You just open the Excel file and you're like, oh my God, this is garbage. This is not going to work. I'm <laughs> just spending $15,000 a day uh, on running ads and I'm, I'm just like funding Facebook at this point. Um, so you have to make a lot of adjustments. But the main story to, um, to, 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 to this like project is the fact that at some point, um, because of a lot of uh, circumstances I had to kill that product and I and I decided to redesign everything and I took on everything that I learned and I decided okay this is going to be basically my flagship project I'm going to to kill it there is no way this is the biggest mm-hmm. challenge of my life in, in in so many terms this is going to work so I ended up um just recruiting a bunch of employees into it. I ended up um, getting so many big companies and teams involved. And just like I had like one of the best copywriters out there, which is Hit uh, Wilcock. He's um, a speaker at Affiliate World also. I love the guy. He's he's a part of our uh, noon team, which is the new name. Uh, we, we have DFO on... Uh, um, on affiliate management, we have Roger, which is like, he calls himself the bot father. He's a genius with like building those super advanced AI stuff. We have Yotpo on reviews. Uh, we have Kronos, Joshua Chin's uh, uh, Singapore uh, email marketing agency. So we took on an all-star team just yeah. to create that new like level of brand we wanted to trade market. We wanted to open up subscriptions with PayPal. We opened up Afterpay. So we took on like people who coded. We wanted the system to work fast. We wanted more products. So we created uh, a multi multivitamin uh, type of uh, uh, gummy, a biotin gummy, an elderberry gummy. We created the first protein, apple cider vinegar protein bar. So we did a bunch of stuff and I told myself, okay, I already, at the end of flow, I was standing on the right numbers in terms of like CPA and LTV. And mm-hmm. if right now with everything that I added, this isn't going to work, then no one can pull this e-com stuff ever. Like, like this is 
way bigger than anything. Like the, if the average order value and lifetime value was already good, now I have just more products. I have more ways of like, you know, increasing the, the, the conversion rates and lifetime value. I have installment plans. I have subscription set up in place. There's no way this isn't going to work. Like I had this really amazing designer copywriting. We have reps like that are dedicated inside each platforms. And we launched and guess what? The CPA went up something like six times as much as I had uh, with the first run, like before the rebrand. And we had so much problems with checkouts and with like stuff. And when we finished that, we and just we're at the point where August was a nightmare with Facebook. Everyone's having like conversion rates drop down by like 24 to 75%. The CPMs went up and even Facebook recognizes that there was a problem. iOS 14 came out and everyone knows that there is a new <laughs> tracking problem. CCPA in California came out. So there is a tracking platform in California unless you make some changes to your site. So um, I'm still running it and I know it's going to work at the end because we are so dedicated. And I know that everything in my life that I tried to achieve, I achieved only by becoming obsessive. You know, I always tell mm. people, that, that look at me and they say, oh my God, this guy has money, made some success uh, stories or projects and stuff. And I tell people, I'm one of them. I'm not, I'm not smart at all. The thing that I have, my unfair advantage is just getting super obsessed. Like I'm one of the most obsessive people that you probably know. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude! I yeah. Well, I uh, I agree. We we um, back in my lead pages days. Um, one of the traits that we looked for in hire when we were hiring marketers um, and media buyers was the frustrated marketer, <laughs> the guy that's so paranoid. He's always frustrated because nothing's really ever like dialed in, right? And if everything is is like you know, never perfect. And, and, and you're always like trying to fix, optimize, improve. And like, um, you know, those are the, those are the folks that end up, you know, outperforming the, the folks that are just, you know, resting on their laurels and, and not hoping um, for the best. Yeah. yeah definitely. Like, and the it, first time that we, I heard about it yeah. was uh, with Tony Robbins. I think I went, I went to a couple uh -huh. of his seminars and he tells everyone that if you think about whatever in your life that you've achieved, it doesn't matter if it's that the, the, the girl that you dated, the girl that you're currently dating, a uh, business, maybe uh, uh, an amount of money that you wanted to, to have in your uh, checking uh, account. Um, and the way that you did that thing that you couldn't believe that you would achieve is just by getting obsessive, just by being super obsessive. You know, I remember myself when I was just starting out, I moved from Jerusalem and um, I actually haven't told my, my personal story. So I'm going to do the super, super duper uh, short version. But the story is that I remember that I was like 21 years old, something 20 years old. I was still living with my parents. And I remember that my mother 
told her sister that it's the middle of the month. I remember how the door was almost opened up, um, but not enough for people to to see that I was listening. And I was like listening to her, um, just talking to her sister, my aunt, and she was telling her that it's the middle of the month and we don't have money to buy food. And you see how the fridge and stuff, just the, the kitchen is getting um, more and more emptier and we don't have money to buy stuff. And uh, that's where I made the decision to be a millionaire by the time that I get to 30. And it wasn't about getting the Lamborghinis. It wasn't about uh, buying the newest smartphone or getting girls. It was just about having my mother uh, be able to fly wherever she wants, to go to, to restaurants and not just live the life that she lived, but was like just cooking mm. for us, cleaning for us and not doing anything. So I, and I also understood that flying out to a vacation when you're uh, 50 isn't the same as flying out when you're 60 or 70. So I understood that I have a limited time. And I mm. remember myself moving to Tel Aviv from Jerusalem, Jerusalem being, uh, first of all, the capital of Israel, second of all, mm -hmm. the second largest uh, and also poorest city in Israel. And uh, I remember myself being so obsessive Get, getting up at something like 5, 5.30 a.m. for a full year, just signing up on forums, going on Facebook groups, just like connecting with people on Skype. And then I went working at this digital media um, agency. And in between breaks, I would team viewer, like control my, my remote control, my, my, my computer in, in my house and just work on, on like projects. And then when yeah. I got back, I, I didn't go out. I didn't date. I didn't fuck. Not that it was too hard <laughs> not to fuck. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I obsessed to the point where I, I remember myself one night, I fell asleep with the calculator on my phone still, uh, still on. Just oh trying to calculate how much I, I need. I feel you need and your TI-83, huh? Just all yeah. romantic for that full year. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, I mean, you're, we're, we're starting to get into, you know, your financial goals and, and your, your, your financial planning aspect of it. And I, I want to jump into this last segment, which um, I think people can get a ton of value on because you're one of those guys that like is uh, super focused on um, not just revenue, you know, not just top line, but like profit, profitability and cash flow across all your projects and, and, and knows your numbers, right? And, and you're also finding a ton of hacks on how to make yourself even more profitable than the other affiliate or brand or, you know, media buyer out there. And so I want to talk about some of the financial tactics, principles that you could share with the audience on not only, you know, in the early days, right, of like being super focused on, on your goal daily, but now also like at the level of scale you're at. Um, and, you know, of course, like we want to drive in, we want to dive into your credit card game because it's on point, man. It's on point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so first of all, to be honest, I never took on a loan. And I never had any cash flow issues. Uh, some would say that that's a good thing. And some would say that I haven't scaled enough. Uh, I mean, I know how much I scaled. And um, I, I never needed 
that type of like loans and financial stuff because I never went to retail. Most people who say that retail is such a nightmare, so I try to avoid it at any cost. So my game was always taking on partners who had a uh, major cash flow uh, just to pour in uh, that project, that specific project. And also I always had people who believed in me if I needed uh, an amount of money. And I had my own projects that always uh, kind of like funded themselves. Um, I just remember looking at agencies and I was like, oh, okay, so they used credit lines. Why would they do that? And I always kind of like looked at the fact that you have um, that you have that available cash to pull in just to inject to any type of project as just like the the best situation in which you can get. Like most people would would invest their money and they would have like this type of like managed like family office type of thing they would do anywhere between 2% if they bought an apartment somewhere to maybe, maybe, maybe 9% if there was an amazing year. But I would somehow just like loan agencies and stuff money and get those like 3 to 2% monthly type of like interest on my money. So uh, I had um, just a strategy of like keeping the money inside my account as, for as much as possible. And also I kind of got like, this is, I'm not addicted to anything. I never smoked a cigarette, never tried any type of drug, but uh, being an obsessive character that I am, I got super hooked on uh, credit card points, believe it or not. That's my addiction. Most people don't know it. That's actually the first time that I, I say that. So I basically know everything there is to know about either hotel points or credit card type of like conversion ratios and stuff like that. And I figured out the math pretty soon when I just like figured, okay, agencies are making anywhere between 8% to sometimes with bonuses if there is like an amazing deal and an amazing like type of unicorn type of like client and they would make 20% maybe. So I figured that with the points that you're that you're selling and and like just making those points just by the, negotiating the, the the cash flow and and just by negotiating with Amex and and, mm-hmm. and Visa and Mastercard also um, you can get something like two to four percent yearly more than you're doing right now, which is obviously a game changer for any agency um so most mm-hmm. people would use those points to fly out or just to buy stuff with it um but i managed to actually structure that in a way where banks really believed and trusted me so i didn't really had to deposit a lot of money to get those huge credit lines inside my credit cards like not credit mm-hmm. lines in terms of like loans or debt um and then i would just use it because um i had the cash flow and i was generating tons of money i, I truly believe yeah. with just like one company that i can think of not naming any company I, I i think that i could probably rent out something like 3 to maybe even 5 
um, full airplanes for a trip around multiple cities in the States from Israel just by using points at the moment. And I'm talking so, about like jumbo. Which, like. which, is, which is very useful, right? Because that's your next financial goal is to get three to five planes all flying at the same time loaded with yeah. 100 people because you have 500 friends. See, this, this, this conversation of, of the point game in, in the media buyer space is, is, a, is a hot ticket for me. I think you have the right perspective in terms of, hey, you know, like the agency of the media buyer ultimately gets to dictate how they get paid, right? Mm -hmm. and, and if you can earn that cash back or those point level of equivalents, that's huge. Uh, but I will credit you now because you were the one that, that first gave us this I, I, idea um, indirectly, but we'll still credit you, is like these points end up just, you end up stacking millions of them, right? And so you like a ton of the, you know, these, these folks, like they end up not using these points for like three, five years or like have a lifetime of points and they just kind of decrease in value over time. And you're kind of one of the first persons, you know, that I talked to that was just like, yeah, I don't, you know, like if I could sell the points, I would, right? Or, you know, like how do I, you know, actually turn that in, in, into cash or or an asset? And yeah, um, so definitely there is a way of turning it into cash. And just like you said, if you stick with one airplane, one credit card, and not negotiate anything, then you end up with like a depreciation of the points and ratio into uh, dollars or euros or whatever, whatever you want to convert them to. But if you know that. This is basically an un underground stock market, okay? Mm -hmm. So sometimes you would have Hyatt points being the, the hottest thing ever. And sometimes you would have just like the, um, I don't know, Lufthansa type of like uh, airline company points being the hottest thing ever. So if, if you know how to allocate your uh, credit cards and if you know how to negotiate so the first part would be getting to a point where they talk to you at a centurion level type of like user. So you need to get approached by um, Amex um, and get the, the black card. So you would have someone um, from like the high touch, high tier type of right. like, yeah. And second of all, uh, it's much easier uh, when you get to private banking level and stuff like that, because you get a lot of like those perks and then just like, again, coming from a really poor background, you you know, I remember myself looking at Mazda 3 and saying, you know, how the hell someone, just being a kid, yeah, looking at a new car and not even an expensive car and just asking myself, how the hell someone can afford a new car like that <laughs> to the point where when you're in private banking and you know how to manipulate the system into giving you so many different things just by having the, the just yeah. like by by having the ability to allocate in between visa and mastercard and, and amex mm -hmm. uh, and having those guys negotiate between them uh, and approach you uh, just because they they know that you're doing massive volumes then you mm -hmm. suddenly understand how those rich guys just make money really in a passive way so most people would say that passive income only in, only exists with real estate and the stock market. I mm. say that passive income exists through the stock market, real estate, and points. <laughs> <laughs> and points. Well, I 
<laughs> See, I think that the, the way I look at points is yes, you could probably get, you know, on an annualized basis, you know, two, 3%, maybe 4% cash back across, you know, seven, eight figures of volume. And it was really this use case of like, well, how do you then kind of get your, your, this, this like asset, right? Cause it's, you know, high six figures, seven figures of, 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 uh, asset out of, you know, forcing you to buy five planes, right. To, to ultimately access that, the, that value. And this is really where I think Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is, is, is a huge like value. And this is something that I, I'm going to credit you towards for, for, for the next several years, Mayor, is, is exp- getting ad card to explore giving Bitcoin back instead of, of cash back so that media buyers have a asset that they can um, appreciate in value, right? Like in, in a, you know, ver- relatively short amount of time, you know, those points are going to be worth less or the you same. don't even know how innovative what you're saying is, dude. It's like so smart because first of all, you can't really negotiate with Facebook or Google, right? They're a monopoly. No. You can't even talk to them, but you can negotiate. First of all, the points ratio, and second of all, uh, just your terms with the credit card companies. So that's the yeah. first point. And second point is just like the technology. Just like you said, it's out there. The next step, um, that's where, where we are right now. We're looking at how Bitcoin, how cryptocurrency in general could go on the next step where it's actually usable, where it not only gets the legitimacy, but also people know specifically what it's good for. People know how the unfair advantage um, by best, basically bypassing the banking system and utilizing this really innovative idea that you're saying uh, really works. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about it for a second, right? Like if you have, if you're sitting on 5 million points, right? And the value of those points is whatever, like two, you know, two, three cents maybe. Um, yeah. You're looking at like a hundred grand of, 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 of assets that's, you know, sitting there, maybe, like I know guys are sitting on like 10x that, right? Like 50 million points and they got like a million dollars like locked up, right? And it's it's sitting in this like, okay, that's cool. You got 50 million points. You don't have to worry about travel for the rest of your life. But like the, they're just kind of sitting there depreciating. And if you could kind of move that over into a cryptocurrency, whether it's Bitcoin or Ethereum, like that is going to 10x in value over the time, by the time you're actually able to start using those points. I so, know guys that are actually, that they live in Israel. It's mostly religious guys from like really religious cities in Israel that will yeah. pay you Bitcoin just to get those points. Really? Wow. That's, that's, that's yeah, I, I personally, comes full circle. I personally know at least two. <laughs> okay, great. All right. Well, uh, we're going to, we're going to roll this feature out just for you, uh, Mayor, and we're going to sponsor your YouTube channel and you're going to introduce us to those two guys and it's all going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> uh well dude well while we're masterminding the future uh, of points and cryptocurrency and ultimately how to <laughs> maximize getting an extra two to four points on the back end of your ad spend this For has been one of the longest yeah yeah w- one of the most interesting interviews by far the longest interview so thank you mayor for going over and just 
um, you know, being willing to dive into details and, um, you know, really give the, 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 the audience some of the golden nuggets that really just get brushed past. Uh, so thank you so much. Thank Tell you everybody what you're, me. absolutely. Tell everybody um, how they can get in touch. We're obviously going to link up to your YouTube channel. It's awesome. But tell everybody what you're up to next and uh, how they can get in touch. Um, so I'm available on Facebook mainly, but you guys could add, could add me on Instagram and uh, just follow up and make sure that you uh, share my stuff on YouTube. Um, nothing really special. Like the only thing that I would ask if if you got to this point of the podcast, then that's something I would say on my videos, then you're <laughs> a part of my wolf pack. And just make sure that next time, when this all COVID-19 shit ends, whether we're in Barcelona, Vegas, or Bangkok, I don't know what which conference I am. If you see a really short guy that looks like the wolf, that's probably me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but like, just like approach me and tell me that you love me. That's all I'm asking for. That's awesome. Very good. Very good. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. so much for listening to another episode of the rich ad poor ed podcast if you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go go ahead and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube and richadpoored.com slash podcast and if you absolutely love the show go ahead and leave a review and a comment share with a friend if you do take a copy screenshot of it email me zach at funnel-.com show me you left a review and i'll give you a free copy of the rich ad poor ed book to learn more about the book go to richadpoored.com to leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.